0: You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javon live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible uh, session of the African Father in America podcast. I'm really excited to be here with you especially because we have an amazing guest uh, who is joining us here in Seattle, Washington. And uh, our guest today is Akuna Amayfule, who is a project manager with Mission Africa. Akuna, go ahead and just say hello before we continue.
1: Greetings, everyone.
0: Excellent, excellent. You're going to learn a lot more about Akuna and the work that akuna is doing here in the pacific northwest of the u.s uh, serving the african community but also the broader uh BIPOC community members especially the immigrant communities whether it's uh you know a lot of brown people whether it's uh, mexicans uh you know uh, people from the scandinavian countries ukraine a lot of people uh from those backgrounds really benefit from the work of Mission Africa. So uh, stay tuned. But we want to go straight into our proverb for today, which is from the Ewe tribe in Ghana. And uh, the proverb says that a child that asks questions isn't stupid. Uh, this reminds me of an Akiswaili proverb, very similar to this one, Kuliza jinga." you know, a child that asks questions isn't stupid. I want to uh, ask you if you're watching this on YouTube uh, make sure you give this video a thumbs up and if you are joining us on Clubhouse make sure um, you know you, you, you also share the link to this conversation and uh, let everybody you know uh, know that we are now live and we've started the program but I want to share the three nuggets of wisdom so that we can begin the show today Now, uh, as you all know, for those who join us every day, whenever we do this show, we have three nuggets of wisdom that help uh, those who are not familiar with African proverbs to kind of understand what this proverb is trying to tell us. So I'm going to go into the first nugget of wisdom related to this proverb. I'll repeat the proverb so that it's just clear. It says a child that asks questions isn't stupid. The first nugget of wisdom says that asking questions is a sign of intelligence and curiosity. It's important to stay curious and ask questions in order to learn more about the world. The second nugget of wisdom is that having conversations with children and encouraging them to ask questions will help them uh, intellectually. And then, uh, just give me one moment. I want to see what's going on here. Uh, We we are being joined by other friends over there on Clubhouse. Those are the voices that you're hearing. Uh, Now, I want to share the second nugget of wisdom. Having conversations with children and encouraging them to ask questions will help them grow intellectually and emotionally. And then finally, number three is parents should never discourage their children uh, from asking questions, you know, or penalize them for it. Instead, they should be praised for being inquisitive and uh, this way they can develop a deeper relationship with their parents they can develop a deeper understanding of issues and life in general and i feel that there's no better person to help us uh, really learn a little more about this proverb than akuna you know akuna when i was reading your bio and just learning a little bit about you i learned that you studied criminal justice really with, uh, with an interest in, uh, you know, in helping youths that were underserved and uh, that were uh, having difficulties in life, you know, and now here you are working with Mission Africa as a project manager and you've done this for over 10 years, you know, that is really, really commendable. Uh, I want you to take a minute, just quickly add anything in your introduction as to who you are and then talk about this proverb from your perspective, a child that asks questions isn't stupid. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, definitely. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here on behalf of Mission Africa, share my story and share the work that we're doing. Uh, so, so again, thank you for the beautiful intro. Uh, my name is Akuna Amefole, Um, and I was born in Seattle, Washington, uh, parents of immigrants from Nigeria, And they came here for a better education, you know, for school, for the better opportunities and things of that nature. So um, growing up as a child, I was always encouraged to learn, uh, to seek more. And uh, that followed me into my adulthood. Uh, I lived in the Washington area until 2020. Um, I was working with Mission Africa, but mostly kind of on the side. Uh, And I was working as a wedding planner, but due to COVID, I lost my job as a wedding planner and I started doing more virtual work, virtual production and hosting and things of that nature, graphic design. Uh, So basically I took my part-time gig, full-time, started my own business um, and I was working with Mission Africa more in that aspect. Uh, Started doing more things online, as I said, since everything kind of shifted. But like you said, I have been working with Mission Africa for over 10 years. I started off just helping around here and there, doing some volunteering. And then I started working doing some youth facilitation. Uh, Currently, I'm doing a program called the Youth Marijuana Prevention and Education Program. Where we teach youth the dangers of marijuana and tobacco use um, and teach them to be empowered because a lot of times when children um, and youth go towards those substances, it's because they are missing something or they're trying to fill a hole. So definitely empowering them and letting them know that they are strong, they are beautiful and that they have everything that they need. They don't have to go to an outside source. Um, So again, thank you for that intro. And this proverb is actually perfect for me because I was the most curious child you could ever meet. (laughs) Um, I always had questions. I've been inquisitive and uh, just a question asker since birth Uh, in class. I always had my hand raised and I, you know, children aren't really born with shame or guilt, they're born as a clean slate and an empty vessel, and they learn from their environment, they learn from asking questions and figuring out why this does this, why does this work in this way, why do we do the things that we do. Um, I feel as though as we get older, that is when we start to lose that curious childlike nature because we just get to a point where, okay, it is what it is, things are the way that they are, and we don't need to ask questions. And for me specifically, when I was in school, I used to ask so many questions to the point where teachers thought that I was trying to be funny or making a joke. But what I was really doing was taking the puzzle that was put in front of me and looking at it in different ways seeing if different pieces could fit in different places and that was the way that i i grew that was the way that i learned and that i figured out this this world so i was kind of quieted down you know um because i would get in trouble in class for being disruptive but i was really just trying to learn and I think that's the issue with um, schools sometimes is that they try to shove children into a box and everybody has to learn this way and take this test this way. But so many of us learn in so many different ways. And I think it's very important that when learning, children are encouraged to ask questions, like you said, and encouraged to look at things on, in different angles. Um, there's a holistic doctor by the name of Dr. Tao that I met in Charlotte, North Carolina And um, he made a point where he said in school, we open a book and show children a tree and that's how you learn biology by looking at a tree or looking at something in a book. When in actuality, they should go outside and be able to touch the tree to, to, to feel its leaves to see its roots. So that's another thing, as far as education, sometimes it's kind of just funneled into this small box when when it's so much bigger and allowing children to ask those questions can definitely help them grow and expand.
0: I love that. I love the analogy of opening a book and showing children the tree, but if you let them lose, if you let them be out uh, in nature, they actually touch the tree, they climb the tree, they smell the tree, and that's different. That's so different. Um, I want to just thank everybody who is joining us on YouTube. Thank you so much. Uh, Make sure you give this video a thumbs up and also you comment down below so that we know that you are here with us and you're following the conversation. And also if you've been inspired by something that my special guest is sharing with us, make sure you also let us know in the comments. Uh, If you are on Clubhouse, uh, let us know also in the chats whether you are following our conversation and also what your thoughts are. Uh, I have a really, really special guest today, Akuna Amayfule, who is the project manager for Mission Africa. And so far, we've talked about, uh, you know, her perspectives on today's African proverb, uh, an Ewe proverb from Ghana. The proverb says that a child that asks questions isn't stupid. But now, uh, Akuna, I want us to go a little further. This is a question that I love asking all the guests of the African Father in America podcast uh, because I share my own story that when I was about eight years old, my mother gave me a bicycle and I began distributing milk and bread in our entire neighborhood. And that's how I built my network back in Kenya. And that's how I built my business acumen and uh, I learned how to you know, build community. Um, but you see, that's also how I connected with Mission Africa, you know? Um, but everybody has a similar story of something that happened in their childhood that inspires who they are as a leader today. So I wanted you to take us back, you know? Share with us a story uh, from your childhood here in Seattle. It's very rare to find African immigrants uh, oh, you know first generation Africans who moved whose parents moved here and I have a few friends, but I just love meeting people who really understand this landscape better than me. So share with us a story that really inspires who you are today because I have to say that you're one of the leaders here in the Pacific Northwest that I really love watching and seeing how you do your things.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, So I want to also touch on, before I go into the story, kind of what you said, I feel as though being first generation is, um, I have a very interesting perspective because while I was born here in Seattle and I was born in the US, so my whole life has been here, I was raised by parents who were not born here. So I have the culture of a Nigerian, but it's like looser in a bit because when my parents moved here, you know, I'm not going to say they lost their culture, but they did pick up some of the culture of the US as well. So um, it's just a different perspective, almost like standing in the middle of of Africa and America and and, um, going back to visit and things. Um, It's a very interesting perspective. And and I love that that has made me who I am today. So um, the story that I wanna share actually took place in Nigeria in the village where my mother was born. And I went to Nigeria, we traveled there as a family and it was in September. My birthday is actually September 11th and um, we were there celebrating my birthday. And uh, (laughs) this is such an interesting story. So it was my first time celebrating my birthday in Nigeria outside of Seattle actually. And uh, I remember somebody, I didn't have that many presents, you know, because it was in Nigeria, and I didn't have my immediate family and friends, you know, around, I just had like my brother, or excuse me, my sisters, my mom and my dad. And I think some of my yes, some of my aunts were there as well. And I didn't get that many presents, you know, here in America, I was used to having wrapped up presents and a cake and, and all of that but I was really excited to spend my birthday in a new place. I did have a cake. Um, they sang happy birthday. Uh, they, they did a, a game where they were guessing how old I was turning. And I distinctly remember some people were saying like, it was like kids and they were saying, oh, Akuna is turning 30 years old. And I'm like 30, they think I'm 30 and all these things. So it was really funny because there was a language barrier but there was also a cultural barrier. So I was used to being spoiled here and having all these presents wrapped up and and all of this fanfare and such. And this was the most people that had attended my birthday party. We were in the village and they were all these cousins and kids that I, I did not know. And so I was maybe nine or 10 at the time, maybe 11. And so I was a little bit uncomfortable, but things like that, moments that we get out of our comfort zone really define us as people because here I am 20 years old, or excuse me, 20 years later telling this story. So somebody gave me a pack of crayons, just a pack of crayons, and I was so happy for that pack of crayons. Mind you, back at home in Seattle, I probably had like five, six po- boxes of crayons that I had broken some of them, that some of the colors were missing, that I had peeled the the little wrapper off of some of them that didn't have boxes that were just a- under the bed or shoved in a toy box. But in Nigeria, I was so excited for that pack of crayons. And like I said, there were several kids around. I did not know most of the children that were there at my birthday party. And my aunt, she said, oh, let me take some of the crayons and give to the children. And at first I was upset because I was a little kid (laughs) and I didn't really understand the concept. I, in my head, I'm like, these are my crayons. Now I've always been a helpful person. I've always wanted to help people. But in that moment, I just remember feeling like, why should I give away my birthday gift? And I think part of that was the programming of me growing up and having birthdays where this is all about you, you know, this is your special day. But if you think about it, when we throw birthday parties, Isn't it kind of for the other people that come as well to come enjoy and celebrate with you? (laughs) So I remember in that moment being upset about sharing these crayons. So she took maybe three or four out of the box. And as she was giving them away to these kids, I just saw their whole face light up. The fact that I was upset over a whole box of crayons, I didn't want to give away one but seeing one person get one crayon and it almost looked like it changed their life. They were so excited. Um, And in that moment, I just realized it just sparked something in my heart of giving and how much that something that if I was back home and somebody gave me a pack of crayons for my birthday, I might've been upset, you know, because I was so, I wasn't spoiled, but in that capacity, It it didn't mean very much to me getting a whole box, but in a box of crayons, 48 crayons are inside of there and 48 different children can be so excited over small, something that was so small to me. So honestly, I'd like to believe I gave away the whole box of crayons, but I don't think I did, but I just always go back to that moment. When I think about all of the possessions that I may have, or what other people don't have and how much giving can impact people. You know, there's a quote where they say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And that's why we should always open up our hearts to give because something that may not mean that much to you, that old t-shirt that you haven't worn in a year and you just keep in the back of your closet, that might be someone else's favorite t-shirt that they wear to an interview and get the job of their dreams. So that I always go back to that story and just think about how excited those children were to receive one crayon when I was just holding on so tightly to a box of 48 crayons.
0: Man, I'm so inspired by this story. And I have to say that you're a great storyteller. I don't know if you know, that; you probably know that already, but this is probably one of the best stories I've ever had in a long time. (laughs) Anyway, I love it. Now, um, I just want to let our friends and, you know, family who are joining us know that, uh, you know, we're having an incredible conversation here. This is, I think, episode 331 or 32 of the African Father in America podcast. And my guest is Akuna Amefule, who is a project manager for Mission Africa. We've talked about amazing things, but now I want us to just talk more about your work with Mission Africa, you know. Why is it that you've been dedicated to Mission Africa for the last 10 years? What is going on at Mission Africa now? And, uh, you know, how can people who are listening and watching be uh, involved? Um, And then later on, uh, I want us to take time, listen to a few of our friends and family who have joined us, listen to a few comments on the proverb, and uh, also... On our conversation but at the end of the show I'll give you time to share the specific links of Mission Africa's you know social media platforms and websites so that people can actually go there and take some action but for now just go deep into really why the last 10 years you know and uh, for me I love Mission Africa but I want to I want to let you talk 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 uh, and share your own story one day I'll have my time to talk about Mission Africa (laughs) (laughs)
1: Awesome. So um, Mission Africa is um, a nonprofit based here in Washington State. Um, And while the title Mission Africa um, (laughs) tells you that it is an African-led organization, it tells you that it is dedicated to to Africa, but we also help a lot of people here locally. We have a lot of local projects. Wait a minute, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me rewind. Let me tell you about how I started working with Mission Africa. And then I'll tell you more about um, about Mission Africa. So again, it's been over 10 years now that I've been working with Mission Africa. And like I mentioned before, at first, it started out pretty small, just a few small projects and such. Um, The executive director and duty Chuku is an amazing, amazing woman. And I've known her for most of my life. Um, And when I first started out, it was just, oh, can you help me make this flyer for this event? And I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> I went to my Microsoft Word and I typed the words that she wanted. I found some clip art and I put it there. <laughs> and I said, okay, here's the flyer. Um, after that, it, it started becoming more regular um, of her asking for assistance with different things. And I grew with Mission Africa because I learned how to do different things that she was asking me to help her, to assist her with. Um, And after a while, it became to the point where she said, you know, you should be charging me for this because at first it was just kind of a volunteer thing. So Mission Africa was my first client and and, um, in duty actually. And so started out with that Then I helped with planning events and doing things of that nature. Um, When COVID hit, I started working with Mission Africa even more, um, helping organize things, doing different projects and such. And I didn't necessarily have a title because I didn't feel like I needed one. I just knew that I was there to help with whatever was needed at the time. When um, I moved out of state um, in 2020, At first I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and I was still doing work for Mission Africa virtually. Um, And then I just started traveling. I became a a digital nomad of sorts because all of my work was then virtual. And that also helped with my growth um, to the point to where I had been working with Mission Africa for eight to nine years. And I I just thought that I needed a change. So I left Working with mission Africa regularly and was just doing small projects uh, here to here on a project basis per se. Um, And I started diving further into my my own business. (laughs) And and that was definitely needed at the time. Because it showed me how important it is to be in alignment with the work that you do. Um, I know a lot of people who hate their jobs. I know a lot of people that go to their jobs just because they need the money, but they're not passionate about the work that they do. They, they Their work doesn't drive them. It doesn't, it doesn't. I got the chance to see how that is firsthand. Um,
0: yeah, this is Simon we are losing Akuna. I think her connection is a little unstable at the moment. Uh, I really, really thank you all for listening in and being a part of this show today. Uh, It's an incredible, it's an incredible opportunity to uh, host leaders like Akuna who are really doing real work on the ground, uh, especially here in the African diaspora where our people need uh, organizations like Mission Africa that are you know are at the forefront of solving problems you know Uh, for example in the pandemic they were at the forefront of ensuring that our community members have access uh, to programs and uh, resources that they need Uh, right now they're doing an amazing program uh, called digital navigation uh, you know services where they they educate you know uh, a lot of people not only in the african community but people from multiple other uh, parts of the immigrant uh, community including ukrainians including middle eastern people from the middle east and so on and so forth so uh here comes Akuna. let's hear more from her uh hey Akuna. hi there
1: are we back we are back <laughs> yeah we lost
0: you for a moment when you are talking about um you know you're, you're still sharing with us what you're doing with mission africa uh and so i want to give you space to carry on
1: okay my apologies do you remember what i was saying before it cut out
0: yeah i think you are talking about the progression of how your role at mission africa evolved from uh being a volunteer to getting getting paid to Uh, You're you're heading towards the work that you currently do, you know But you're still describing to us the evolution of your role as a project manager for mission Africa
1: Yes Okay, so um, I left mission Africa for some time I was still doing some projects here here and there I was just working kind of on a project basis and during that time I started working with a lot of other clients And I realized how important it is to be aligned with the work that you do um so I worked with some people whose mission I didn't truly understand whose um field I didn't really understand and it just didn't feel passionate and after a while I started to feel almost like a robot I was just going I was doing the work I would go to sleep just to wake up and do it all over again and that passion was missing from my life and I needed to come back I needed to to come back and have this be something that I was doing that was a a big part of of my life once again. Uh, Mission Africa was in my heart the entire time. However, I needed to go out and kind of spread my wings from there since I had been doing it for so long. Um, And once I did that, it just gave me the inspiration and motivation to come on back. And when I did, I I felt that wholeness again. I felt that um, inspiration and that passion for um, doing more and reaching more people. Um, Mission Africa's motto and tagline is changing lives one, one village at a time, but not just one village. It is one student, it is one family, it is um, one one person at a time, one gift at a time. It is so much wrapped up in that. So um, with my role, right now there are a lot of different projects and different programs that Mission Africa does um, and currently we are working on something called the digital navigation project um, and with this program what we are doing is we are um, hosting free computer and free technical assistance um, from computer classes on the phone technical assistance and we'll start doing virtual classes as well for low-income and immigrant families and this work is, is, is very important, because in this day and age, if you don't know how to use technology, you will basically get left behind. Um, I was complaining the other day, I went into Target, and I'm trying to get paper towels, but it was like the automatic, the automatic dispenser, and it wasn't working. And I'm like, if this was a manual dispenser, I would just be able to pull my paper towels and, and dry my hands and leave. However, um, I found myself muttering as I walked out, I'm like, everything is a robot these days. And as we can see with the power of computers and the power of machines and robots, that is just getting stronger and stronger. So computers are at the base of so much of what we do. Um, It's also very important because a lot of people that can be high ranking officials that are coming from other countries, they don't have to check their email. You know, you can be a high government official working in Nigeria and you have um, a personal assistant or um, a secretary and they do all the computer work for you. You don't have to do anything as far as the computer goes. So a lot of times you can still be high ranking, still be extremely intelligent, highly educated, but you don't know how to create a spreadsheet in Excel or use Microsoft Word. So right now we are having these classes and being able to tune in to the people's needs as far as learning how to use Microsoft Word, learning how to set up an email, pretty much anything that people need help with. Sometimes it might just be a smaller thing, like how do I connect my calendar to my phone? But anything like that, we are open. Um, like you mentioned before, though we do serve a lot of um, Africans and immigrants and such, we do not turn anyone away. So if you need assistance with any of that, we are open. We have. Um, classes um, twice a week on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And uh, we have a new office located in Federal Way, Washington, where people can come in for those classes. And even in the office, we also have supplies there. We have canned foods, if anybody needs canned foods, we have some sanitary supplies. So every time that Mission Africa is doing work, In one area, we are also trying to pull in as many other areas of help as we can. We recently had our Smiles at Christmas outreach in December where we give gifts to parents in order for them to give to their uh, children. I've um, seen other Christmas events where they give the gifts directly to the children. However, we want the parents to be able to give their children gifts with dignity. So the children get to go to a carnival, they get the face painting, they get the Santa Claus and the cotton candy and popcorn and the party jumpers while their parents get to discreetly shop for them. And while we were doing that, we were also gifting the parents with warm coats, with masks, and with at-home COVID tests. So like I said, um, Mission Africa is definitely a multi-armed and multi-faceted organization and we try to help wherever we can um, our three main focus areas are education, healthcare, and poverty alleviation. But like I said, as we're doing one, we are constantly reaching out to, to see where we can do the other.
0: Incredible. I was just about to remind you uh, to talk about uh, Smiles at Christmas. It's really one of my favorite Mission Africa programs. Uh, and then recently, last year, there was a, an incredible program that Mission Africa did. Uh, around youths, you know, training youths' social media skills and, uh, you know, how to use uh, their creativity to, uh, to counter COVID misinformation. Do you want to talk about that briefly before we listen to some of our guests who are here with us?
1: Yes, definitely. So we had um, a program called the AHAP um, program, and that was uh, the African Health Alliance program and it was our advocacy my apologies african health advocacy program and that was an amazing program where we were able to work with i believe the number was 28 different african-led community organizations and it's very important that we that we base our work in community you know mission africa is a volunteer um led organization and uh we love to collaborate with community because if we were to just stand and try to do things all on our own, we would be missing out on the voices of many. But when we work with community and different community leaders, we are able to reach out to so many more people. And that's why collaboration is so important. Um, But through that program, we were able to, like you said, uh, work with the youth. We had um, a wonderful youth facilitator named Ketchi my older sister, and uh, she did a really good job um, helping the youth. Um, Javon, or excuse me, Simon also helped as well. Um, And that was a great, great program. We called the Youth Change Agents. Um, And that was just another way to empower them and let them know that they truly are our future. That's not just a quote that's there because it sounds good. It is the truth. So I think a lot of work is, is very important to start with the youth to let them know that, that they are powerful, that their voice matters, and that we are here to listen to them. Um, at the end, we finished off the program with um, a celebration and we were able to have some wonderful um, organizations and people come to perform. Um, we had health speakers as well. So it was just very important because a lot of times health can go overlooked, but we only have one body so it's very important that we we stay up to date on our health and um, the youth were able to help us spread that message and figure out what the community needs.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, there are quite a few Nigerians listening to our conversations right now. So uh, we are going to give you all a chance. I also see Melissa who is doing incredible work in Nigeria, but she's here in the U.S. We'll give you a chance to speak in a moment. My guest today is Akuna and my is a project manager with Mission Africa. And Mission Africa was founded by an incredible Nigerian leader. Uh, She's an amazing uh, lady that worked for Microsoft. She has worked with many organizations, but she has totally dedicated her life to Mission Africa. Almost every time I call her, she's on the road going to pick up supplies for our community members. And sometime I joke with her, I tell her, don't work too hard. She reminds me so much of my mother, you know, my mother literally lived her entire life for my community back in Kenya. Uh, I want to invite a few other voices, uh, Akuna, just take some mental notes as we hear some of our friends who are on the stage on Clubhouse who are going to speak in a moment here. Stella, go ahead and just quickly introduce yourself, where you're joining us from your comments on my conversation with Akuna, and your thoughts on the proverb, just briefly. Thank you so much. Stella is part of the One Vibe team. Okay, it seems like Stella is a little far away from her microphone, so we'll go to Lavender. Lavender, how are you? Where are you joining us from, and what are your thoughts in regards to this conversation and today's proverb? Hi,
2: Simon. This is Lavender. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Akuna, it's really nice to hear your story. You're interesting to listen to. And it's, the your story is something most young people can relate to when it comes to identifying your passion and the work you're doing is quite, um, uh, what, what should I use? Like, if we had more youth supporting the community, helping develop communities, I think that's the direction we want to go because The world is changing at quite a fast pace, and everyone needs to catch up. And who's better to do it than the youth? Because we are like in the middle of the changing times. The older generation and the new generation coming up, and we are right in the middle. My thoughts about today's proverb is, Questions are better asked. Like That's how we get to know things. In life, we can't know everything. The best way to know is to ask. Thank you, Simon, for the opportunity to speak. Melissa, it's great to see you. I just found myself smiling when I saw you in the room. (laughs)
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Lavender. uh I want to just make sure, Stella, we don't skip you forever. So just tap your mic if you're available. Uh, and uh, if you're not, for now, I'll go to Brother Earth. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. Share your perspectives on the proverb and comments uh, to uh, the conversation with my guest today.
3: Greetings, peace and love, families. Brother Earth coming out of the North Carolina, territory, And... Um, Again, this is one of my uh, best part of my morning, like my cup of coffee, you know, to come in here and get this good uh, energy, good vibrations. I'm very uh, uh, grateful for it. And as far as the conversation, um, the sister, she said uh, a lot of beautiful things and she's uh, doing a lot of beautiful work and um, kind of going back to the proverb from yesterday about you know, a child not uh, being loved will will come back to burn the village, you know, uh, with her work, she a lot of her work is catering to the children because the children are the future and not all the time they're being heard. And it's important that she said, you know, she's doing everything, her power to make sure she's at the pulse of the children. And I think it's very beautiful. And as far as the proverb is concerned, A child that asks questions isn't stupid. And like she said, you know, they used to call me uh, Mr. Million questions as well because, you know, I always (laughs) like clarity on things. I know I got a strong imagination and sometimes I can hear things or see things as I want to. So a lot of times I like to ask questions to make sure it is what it is. And um, also, you know, especially for uh, a, a dealing with a child, you know, they say the only que- the only dumb question is the question that you don't ask. Or uh, but and as far as my uh, daughter, or you know, dealing with children, uh, asking questions, you know, I oftentimes ask her questions to make her think, because you know, asking questions. And, and being a critical thinker is very important in these days and times because so many people are just programmed to follow. But being able to be a critical thinker is how we're going to break a lot of these uh, bad patterns that we've been following for the uh, multiple years. And I just say, you know, congr- uh, keep doing all the work that you're doing. Peace and love, family.
0: It's Brother hurt. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate what you shared with us. Uh, Let's hear from Stephen. Stephen, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to the proverb and the conversation with Akuna? Uh,
4: Greetings, everyone. Um, Stephen, joining from Kisumu, Kenya. And I'm happy to be a part of this session today. Uh, It's been uh, wonderful, and I've been following through your conversation with Akuna. And I must say that uh, I loved every bit of your conversation. I loved uh, uh, how uh, Akuna is passionate with the mission in Africa. uh, How she realizes at a time when she really wants self-reflection and steps out, then uh, realizes herself and comes back to Carry on with our mission, with Mission in Africa. It's very interesting, and uh, I'll be very much happy to uh, continue listening uh, to her because uh, I'm in uh, the same field that she's uh, uh, doing with Mission Africa, and uh, sailing in the same that you share uh, a lot of things with. It's really really interesting and helps with the development and growth Uh, concerning today's topic i would say that uh, questions are part of uh, the child's growth Uh, when you look on uh, uh, the children's development asking too much questions it reaches a point in the stage in the child's development that he or she becomes so much inquisitive. And uh, it it is our call as uh, parents and caregivers to the kids to uh, be key and conscious of uh, the questions that the kids ask. Because there are cases where uh, you might have a child and is not asking any questions, then as a caregiver, you need to ask yourself questions. Why is this child... Uh, passing this stage and uh, this is that vital stage that uh, any child should not go without uh, uh, passing through. So uh, it is a critical stage uh, in a child's life uh, to be inquisitive. And uh, while the kids are asking questions, helps them also realize themselves, helps them shape themselves and uh, helps them uh, understand themselves as and and the world uh, as well so it isn't uh, a a crime or we shouldn't be afraid to ask questions we should ask questions for self-growth and uh, for us to develop ourselves just like the kids want to ask and to know if the directions and the steps they are making are the right ones or if they need any directions to help shape their lives uh thank you again simon for having me that was my
0: excellent thank you stephen Uh, i deeply appreciate you uh i want to quickly give a shout out to kenya marikani tv another big youtube channel that is uh joining us for the show thank you so much uh i need you to actually host Akuna uh on your show sometime i'll reach out to you about that but for now i want to come to you melissa uh take space share with us your thoughts on this beautiful conversation we are having and also your thoughts in regards to today's proverb from the Ewe community thank you
5: oh thank you so good to be with my beautiful african father in america family great to see you too lavender simon as always such an honor akuna Thank you for your work. Um, I am the owner of a global think tank, and we have a satellite office, actually, in Lagos, Nigeria. We have a beautiful team building there. Simon, I'm here to announce also we just opened our satellite office in Nairobi, Kenya. So we are now in Kenya, finally. <laughs> and So um, I am just excited. The proverb, I'm a child that asks questions, isn't in the room today at 12 o'clock about um, the importance of, of youth, particularly being able to ask questions about how does this, how does this knowledge apply to me? And, um, and I think it's so important that we encourage the natural curiosity of learners, specifically learners who are children, who are youth. They're, they're designed to ask questions. And leaning into that um, is so important and so
0: We, we lost
5: um, oh so I'm here. I'm back. the call came through. I'm sorry often um parents and teachers get annoyed by don't realize that when they send out that frequency of energy of annoyance, it can shut down the natural process of of thinking and thinking is our birthright and so it's what I do is as I really try to help people learn how to navigate the intelligence of others. And so if someone has a question that you're not ready to answer or prepared to answer, it's the art of redirection. You know, send them to go explore, send them to go read, send them to go to research, you know, but definitely don't make them feel stupid. So beautiful proverb and it's good to see my colleagues here from You Think Indica. We you attract us, Simon. So <laughs> my my vice president is right behind me. He's a, a oversees our international team and shout out to Isaac our executive director and Chris Cynthia, who's one of our executives. So we're in here in full force today to support. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Melissa. I deeply appreciate you and congratulations on uh, your expansion to Nairobi. I can't wait to learn more uh, you know, I just love what you do. Uh, and I want to hear what Gozi has to say. And then we'll come back to you, Akuna, to begin uh, wrapping up the show for us. Gozi, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to this wonderful conversation and today's proverb?
6: I'm um, okay. Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning. Good evening from wherever you're calling from. It's nice being here, Simon. It's been a while. Maybe I should say Happy New Year. <laughs> okay, so in regards to the topic of today, because I was not here when Akuna was saying something, but I would just be speaking on what the topic of today is. So a child that asks question is not stupid. I feel a child that really asks question is actually a leader. But, you know, Africans, we don't really see that leadership thing in that child. So what they tend to do is they tend to shut it down, like parents, African parents, they tend to like, shut it down on that child. Then now that child begins to think that, oh, these questions, and they begin to feel timid, and they start going to the shy button way. they now feel like... They don't need to ask questions, they know what to say, they know what to ask, but when they, they are scared of asking questions because of the reaction of the person they are asking the question, maybe because once they have they have asked and they are being turned down or being shot down at, you get so, that's what I feel, so I would say invited a child to ask questions, it's child the leader. So we should actually embrace those children and make them know who they really are while they are still kids. Because I think the earlier the better, because I feel leadership is a skill that is not is not hard. We 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 did not did not give back to us to be a leader. We actually learned it or we actually saw people that are leaders and we imitate or we learn from them, so that would I feel. So when we see those kind of children, we should actually encourage them and not shut them down and not to just um, um, shut their question down and turn them away. So that would I feel. Thank you so much for having me on stage. And shout out to Melissa. Thank you for also coming in. Yeah. Shout out to my family.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Gozi. Uh, Akuna, Thank you for patiently listening. Uh, share with us what you heard from every contributor that moved you, and then share with us how we can stay in touch with you, but also how we can connect with you and Mission Africa. And I feel that anybody who wants to donate, anybody who wants to participate in some of the incredible programs should be able to do that uh, around this time. So share with us everything. <laughs>
1: yes definitely well thank you so much to everyone who just spoke um it always still kind of wows me when people say that they were like inspired by things that i said or or that they really resonate with my words so it always fills my heart when people say that so thank you so much um i really love especially hearing the proverb that you used yesterday um i think it's uh, a child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to fill its warmth and um, that kind of goes hand in hand with the problem that we have today of the child that asks questions is not stupid because a lot of times a child that asks questions and is shut down, they're not going to feel that warmth. They're not going to feel acknowledged and they just become such so small. They end up compacting themselves instead of expanding themselves because they feel like the questions that they're asking aren't good. And they, feel they, they start to associate learning or being curious as something that's bad or evil. Um, so I really like what, um, I think it was Brother Earth, I think that was his name, what he said, and shout out to North Carolina, that was my most recent home as um, in my travels. Um, but something that he touched on is the whole critical thinking aspect that is very, very important. And we really need to encourage uh, people, especially children, to to be inquisitive and to ask those questions because Sometimes if you ask somebody why they do something, they don't even know. Sometimes people just do things because their family does them. And while tradition is wonderful, you really have to look at yourself, especially in um, African culture, tradition is very important. This is what we do because this is our tradition. But like I said, being in that intersection between Africa and America, there are some traditions that didn't really resonate with me. Like, I'm the only person in my family that is plant-based, you know? And when I said I didn't eat meat, my dad almost disowned me. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean you don't eat meat? What about fish? I'm like, that's meat. <laughs> so um, I think that it's very important that we look within because so much of this world tells us to to look outside of ourselves. But honestly, we have everything that we need within all of the questions that we have, all of the things, you know, we, we, we can answer answer those by by going within that doesn't mean don't ask questions definitely ask questions but also trust our um, intuition and our inner knowingness as well um so i really appreciated everybody that shared congratulations to melissa for opening that new office um and thank you to lavender and everybody else that spoke um steven i think was another name i apologize if i'm missing the names but it was great to hear um from you all and um i appreciate that um i think now do you what do i touch on next i'm
0: sorry uh now how do we stay connected with you <laughs> and uh how do we learn more about mission africa what is mission africa's website or social media handle uh, i would love for people to yes. live knowing where to go
1: yes definitely so missionafrica.us is the 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 website for mission africa not.com not.com that, that org but missionafrica.us and if you go there that will show you all of our programs and projects, um, some of our past projects, our wonderful board, some of our local partners, etc. Um, we also have a page there that has di- digital navigation and that shows the classes that we are currently having. Um, So we are updating now um, for our classes. Tuesdays, we have classes at our Federal Way office from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And on Saturdays, we have classes from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. And like I said, this is free computer classes. Um, We provide the laptops for you to learn on while you're there. Um, If you know anybody that needs technical assistance, please, please, please encourage them to go to our website, click on the digital navigation page and sign up through there. Um, We will contact them further to get them enrolled and just get this free information. Uh, A lot of people need assistance. Sometimes it's really hard to communicate with like tech support or Geek Squad or wherever people go, but we are here for one-on-one support. Again, we can do uh, things over the internet with virtual courses or just over the phone. We have translators as well, very important to note. We have translators for uh, Swahili, French, Ukrainian, um, Russian, and Spanish. So you don't have to be an English speaker. Um, A lot of people may be thinking, I already know how to use technology, I don't need this, but somebody in your network does. So make sure you spread the word um, because somebody that's within your network somewhere, knows somebody, that, that needs this assistance. And that's what I say about collaboration. It may be A and B, but somebody down the, down the line at letter T needs the assistance. So if you keep spreading the word before you know it, the people that really need help are going to be, um, be able to receive it. Um, we are also on social media at Mission Africa, or excuse me, Mission in Africa on Instagram and Twitter. And if you go on our website, you can get linked to our Facebook group and our LinkedIn group as well. Um, So we're online, but we're in person as well. We have um, our new office, as we said. We are actually going to be announcing soon. You are the first to hear it. We are going to be having an open house on January 21st so that people can come by to the office. Um, And you can sign up to be a volunteer to help out with our annual programs. We have a back to school program in August, Smiles at Christmas in December, and uh, several other events that we do throughout the year to help our communities. Uh, We have grocery drives and and just so many things that we can do to help those around us. So you can sign up to be a volunteer. Um, We have an annual medical mission, which we resumed last year, uh, which happens in um, April. And we have a free medical outreach where we go give free health services to a remote village in Africa, in Nigeria specifically. So um, you can come to Nigeria with us and help for that uh, medical mission as well. So we have a lot of opportunities to serve. Uh, We have a lot of different uh, programs and projects. Like I said, I'm currently leading the Youth Marijuana Prevention and Education Program, which focuses on uh, marijuana and tobacco. So, uh, right now, we're recruiting youth in Pierce County, ages 12 to 16 for that. Um, But if you go to our website, definitely join our mailing list. That way, you will be in the loop with everything that's going on and see the opportunities that we have, which may be for you or for someone else. So, again, that's MissionAfrica.us and you can get all of our information there or Mission in Africa on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Akuna. I deeply appreciate you. I just want to, you know, uh, recognize uh, some of the guests who didn't have a chance to speak, who've been listening. I see you, Jay, Afi, uh, Efua, the Duchess, uh, you know, Ebuka. So many of you have just been listening keenly uh, and supporting the show. I see you, uh, you know, Kesiwa. So many people. I can't... uh, you know mention all of you but i want you to know that i see you and i deeply appreciate you one thing that i want you to do oh i see jermaine too uh, joining us from jamaica uh so many you know brothers and sisters are listening and i deeply you know i can't tell you how much i appreciate it you know uh and tomorrow we also have a really special guest her name is celine uh you can't miss the conversation with her Uh, She's really, really uh, doing great work also here locally in the Pacific Northwest. She's focusing on, um, you know, helping our community members access, uh, you know, resources for their own, uh, you know, healthy living. You know, she's very passionate about healthy lifestyle and, uh, you know, she's you know, uh, lifestyle medicine. That's what she calls it, lifestyle medicine. So you should join us for that. But Akuna, it's been wonderful having you here. We've come to the tail end of our conversation. And I want to encourage everyone who is here with us to uh, take a moment, go to the YouTube link at the top of the room if you're on Clubhouse, and subscribe to my YouTube channel so that when we are live tomorrow, you can catch the show. If you're on youtube already make sure you give today's video a thumbs up but importantly i want to see your comments i'll make sure we reply to every comment that you share especially on this video and then we'll put the links to mission africa in the comments there as well thank you akuna take great care of yourself and thank you everyone have a beautiful Good rest time. of <laughs> your day hey lavender thank Bye.
2: you oh i'm um, sorry Just a moment, I'd like to bring everyone's attention to the same YouTube uh, link you've mentioned. When they go to the information section, there's a lot of resources, including Simon's book, Rooted in Love, uh, our trips to Kenya on onevibeexperience.com. And uh, you'll also find links to some of the apps we use for podcasting a lot of people have been reaching out to ask what are the apps that we use for our podcasting sessions and you can find all those resources in the information section on the instagram on the youtube uh, channel information section also you'll find the links to our facebook instagram and twitter on there Thank you
0: all so much. Excellent. Thank you, Lavena. Thank you, Akuna. And thank you, everyone. Peace and love. African you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA.